0: The Gospel lesson for today is written in the 8th chapter of Luke, beginning at the 22nd verse. One day he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake. And they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. And he awoke and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. And they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, Who then is this? that he commands even winds and water, and they obey him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sunrise over the Sea of Galilee. And yes, it really is this beautiful. I took this photo on my most recent trip to Israel. This is the setting. For today's Gospel lesson. Normally placid and beautiful, this water can unexpectedly churn into a violent storm. That's how the disciples find themselves buffeted by crashing waves in a swamped boat. Actually, they find themselves in this situation As a result of following Jesus, he said, let's go to the other side of the lake. Okay, Jesus says to get into the boat, and everyone does as they're told. Now look where they are. The Gospel of Mark adds an important detail. When they embark on this journey across the Sea of Galilee, it's already evening, so we can imagine the scene playing out on a black night of wind and driving rain the boat would have been of a substantial size to hold all the disciples it's not just some little rowboat yet the squall is so furious that everyone is sea-soaked and fearful imaginations run wild with visions of drowning in the dark the disciples are men who have walked the roads with Jesus. They've heard him teach and seen him heal. This is not a group of tender newbies, and they're with Jesus himself. These disciples have been called by him, and they are in his presence. Yet they tremble. This is no ordinary storm. While they might don the pretense of manly courage in less threatening circumstances, on this night, their desperation is in plain view. The full panic mode of the disciples contrasts sharply with Jesus, sleeping calmly through it all. More than a little chagrined that he can rest while they drown, the disciples urgently decide to wake him. Now, how good that in such desperate times they know it's Jesus they need to turn to. Their excited words make clear they know he can do something about this grave situation. And yet they wonder I am drowning, don't you care? They shout above the storm. It's not just The disciples who think these kind of things in tough circumstances, we get it. We know the feeling. We've been there too. The shock of sudden loss. The mornings crumpled in grief. The crush of unrelenting pain. I'm drowning. Don't you care? Storms roar in our souls. We are drowning. We seek Jesus' saving presence. Yet sickness, death, divorce, and joblessness ooze into our days, filling us with dread. We're drowning in our sorrows and fears. And they are very real sorrows and fears. Enduring the swift and bewildering challenges of the pandemic, lives have been tossed about. A lifetime of careful planning and hard work is brought to naught. The business carefully cultivated through many years cannot survive this calamity the high and bitter chokehold of isolation rules, as tears fall for those tenderly loved who've died alone. And now there's no gathering of family or friends to embrace us in our grief. As a pastor, I'm often stunned and dismayed at the suffering of the sick and the grieving, the wounded, the tragedies of life befall the people of God with the same frequency we see in the general population. Over and over I hear the same refrain. Where is God in all this? Why does he not act? Why does he allow this? People expect God to do away with their struggles to wipe away the storms of this life. But nothing in the words of Christ, nothing in Christian faith, promises a perfect life in this world. Sorrow, frustration, and pain cling to believers. God does not promise to prevent us from experiencing the brokenness of this earthly existence, the storms and troubles which bring tears and heartache and despair. Our Lord does promise to love and support us through them, to carry us when we cannot bear anything more. He promises we will not be alone. He will be with us. Right through the whole thing. Even the worst that this world can bring will never break that bond. We serve a God who is with us in the boat. That may not sound like much to a non Christian, but to a believer, it means everything. We are not alone. God has not abandoned us. We do not need to bear it on our own. So, now let's get back to the Gospel reading for today because there's more to the story. When we left the disciples, they were teetering on the brink of disaster. Yet, they have a Savior who hears them, a Savior with the power to command the forces of nature. What does Jesus do? He doesn't tell them to suck it up and act like real men. He doesn't give them a quick course of swimming lessons. He speaks with divine power. With a word, the calm returns. They make it to the shoreline and dry out when new day dawns. But this does not mean their troubles are at an end troubles of life will come again. I wish I could tell you that calm waters lie ahead for you. I wish I could tell you that you'll get through these days unscarred. I wish I could tell you that new storms will not blow up. I wish I could tell you that your faith will keep you safe in this world but I can't. The disciples got into a boat. At Jesus' command, the water was clear and quiet. They were following Jesus. Yet they found that being right at the center of the will of God did not keep them out of the storm. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like your life right now? Immunity is a big word today, but following Jesus will not give you immunity from the troubles of this life. What you do get is the life-changing journey of faith. As you seek Jesus in the midst of the storms, go to him, speak with him, whether you do or not, the troubles will come. If you turn away from him, you miss out on having him with you. Do you really want to go through the rest of your life without him? His arms are open to you. But don't expect golden skies and calm waters every day because of his embrace. In John 16.33, we read these words of Christ. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. He's speaking here to the disciples in the hours before the crucifixion. Doesn't it seem like as his first missionaries into the world, they should get a break? There should be some protective bubble around them. Haven't they already weathered the storm? No. He even tells them as much in advance. As they carry the gospel into the world, these disciples will face every manner of evil. Beatings, misery, imprisonment, and even death. Yet the Lord's good work will be done in the midst of the horrors they must endure. Notice here that Christ states that there is peace in him, even in the midst of the trials of life. Our best prayers are simply, O Lord, help. We trust in him. Our prayers do not need to include the answers to our problems. Our frail human ideas about the best resolution will always be feeble and flawed. His perfect plan will always be the best. Our Lord does not waste the trials we wade through. There are lessons to be learned through trials. Now, granted, this is not always the way we want to learn. We'd prefer to learn on a sunny day with friends while eating chocolate, right? The Apostle Paul writes about his experience of what he calls a thorn in the flesh. Just what it was we cannot know, but it made him miserable. So he prays to have this suffering wiped away, but God does not take it from him. So what does Paul do? He prays and prays again. Then he gets an answer. But it's not the answer he asked for. The Lord's response is, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. As Paul weathers the storms of missionary work, the successes, the people led to Christ. None of that's a result of Paul's greatness. Paul is weak and flawed. It's the Lord's work that's being done. And God uses a broken man burdened by a thorn in the flesh. It's through Paul's weakness that the power of the Lord is seen. And it's in the hard times that we come to terms with our own powerlessness and appreciate the strength and love of God. It's then that we are emptied of our pride and realize our need for Him. He is the one sure foundation. Everything else is shifting sand. Yes, we'd prefer to bypass any ugly suffering and just get on to the good stuff of a perfect life. But it's in these vulnerable places that an abundant life in Christ is formed. And here we find good news. No matter how many times we reject him or ignore him, our Lord does not turn away from us. Scripture quotes the Lord, I will never leave you or forsake you. In Isaiah, The prophecy of the coming of Christ is that he'll be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And indeed, he is with us through it all. Your anchor through all the storms of life is our Lord. Let me challenge you to read your Bible, embracing its truth. It'll be a rich support for you. When you face Crippling grief, heart-wrenching failure, or pain beyond endurance. Do not think that you are expected to just handle it. For us as believers, the grief and trials of this world drive us closer to our Lord. We seek Him, giving Him our tears and pain. We desire Him with all our hearts, realizing our weakness in his greatness and seeking the refuge that only our Savior can give. We find shelter in the Lord as the storm rages. When the storm passes, we emerge with a new depth of understanding. So then we go forth as his disciples, sharing his word and making more disciples according to his will and by the power of the Holy Spirit. We look forward to the life to come when the Lord will wipe away all our tears. This is the promise for all who believe and embrace our Lord Jesus. Until that day dawns, we rest in his arms, seeking the peace that only he can give. Amen.